0: Okay, so tonight I'm going to be talking about mirrored time, and this subject or title um, came to be as I went through uh, some recent experiences in my life, and I had an aha moment. What some would call deja vu or a come-to-Jesus moment. This was like standing in a mirror for me. I've seen this picture before. Different background, maybe even a different pose or different clothes, but this right here was a repeat. I had been here before, and as I reflected on past experiences and pressed into God on a different level, he started to connect some dots for me. I had been here several times. The the method that Pastor Keith gave us to use in previous messages was in full effect. The one where we are to trace our steps backwards from situation to situation with the help of the Holy Spirit, not alone. During this process sometimes, um, during this process, something clicked a little bit different for me than it did before. God took me through a journey that I wasn't expecting and answered that question that I always scream. Why am I here, Lord? I didn't understand why he went all the way back to 2013, but he eventually made that quite clear. I always knew God from a little girl up. Went to church on a regular and could tell you he was real. But in 2013, I made a life-conscious decision to start my journey with him. Prior to 2013, I had my life planned out. V's way. I was gonna be married by 25, start a family, have an amazing career, and work on my business plans. By 30, I would have been established in my career, kicking off my business plans and working on a third baby. I would have traveled with my husband around the world and just had an amazing life. That was what I was going to be. Not. In 2013, my dreams were shattered and my will was destroyed. After leaving Georgia, my will, not the will he had for me. After leaving Georgia and walking away from my picture-perfect family with my ex-fiance, I cried out to God and said, not my will, but thy will be done. I said to him, I wanna take this journey called life with you on your path. Looking back, I had no clue what I was getting into by saying that, especially when the events on this journey seemed deeper than the deep blue sea. All I know is I was lost in a world and wanted God to guide me no matter what it looked like. So in my head, because I got clarity that my will was not gonna flow, I knew this journey was gonna be smooth just because I got in a passenger seat and let let God drive. No, not how it happened. My older sister took me in with open arms and allowed me to come back home. I was grateful and thankful. I love my sister and cherish family. I mean, she played a big part in raising me, so this was going to be okay. The picture wasn't that pretty. She hated my dogs, and getting rid of them was not an option. I have been on my own since 17, so being 25, living with rules, boundaries, and doing things someone else's way was not it for Venetia. This could have been a a time to insert humility, but I wasn't there yet. Miss Pride came along with me on this journey. She always came with her cousin, Fear. We have been cool for some time, like all my life, so I wasn't given any instructions like Abraham, you know, leave everything and everyone and follow me. I started my guide journey with all my baggage, bags packed and ready to go. Pride, hurt, anger, betrayal, no trust, fear, emotional, the list could really go on. Okay, so the journey did not start with roses and flowers. My sister was open arms, but she also been like a strict mom type. So she had a deadline for me. I panicked. I had been on my own for years prior to, but prior, but this was different. Not with a baby. What in the world? Life was not supposed to be like this. My finances were depleted. I still had bills. She took me in, but she did not take my responsibilities away. So the bills had to be paid, but I had no job. Okay, finding a job should not be hard. I just graduated last year and I'm working on my masters. I got this. Not. I searched high and low and could not find a job, at least what I thought should have been a job. You know, close to six figures living large and someone's hospital entry level working my way up to a director's position. These were still thoughts of my will while I committed to be on his journey. My dad always said God was a jokester, but I didn't find this funny. I finally got a position with a job that was on my I'm not about to do that list. A call center position with sales, a double negative for me. I expected to position, I accepted the position with a pay not close to what I thought I needed to survive in life. Also taking a class for a position that didn't start paying for three weeks. And I still had bills coming. To put the icing on the cake, I was feeling like a horrible mother. My son's father had just yelled at me because my baby had a growth spurt and I didn't realize his little shoes didn't fit anymore. I'm living in someone else's home. I can't provide for him independently. Just nothing at all made me feel like a good mom. Side note. My corner is my safe space. Some of you have heard me refer to this term before. Back in the day, before the days of Pastor Keith, it was my shell. I held strong to my zodiac sign as a cancer, a crab. And when life hits, I go into my shell for protection. So you will hear me refer to my corner throughout this message. Back to the story. I went in my corner. I smiled by day, laughed, and acted to the whole world like everything was okay. And every night, or every moment I had alone, I ran to my corner, frantic and crying. I ran alone, not to God, not to anyone, alone. This road was not looking pretty. But God, time passes. I'm working. I'm on my feet. I'm maintaining. I got my own everything. I'm good. Not where I want to be, but not where I was. I was getting promotions at work. My lease was up from my okay apartment and I was moving into an apartment I loved. My baby was fresh. He had shoes for the next two sizes he could grow into, all the clothes and toys he could possibly want. I'm good. I was in church every Wednesday and Sunday, had church family and my big sissy was still heavily involved, sometimes more than I wanted, but I wouldn't trade her love and support for nothing. I was in a good spot. Then life started to happen again. I tried the love thing again around 2015. Not with God's permission. I thought I had it, and I was standing in a mirror, same picture, pose different background. Another double whammy. Mental abuse and emotional abuse packaged in one. I was not going to allow my son to watch me get beat on. I made that promise when I was three months pregnant, and I saw this picture. I was not going to be mentally gone that I couldn't function to care for him. I seen this image when he was a baby and I was fighting to keep my family together. So I tried to to run from what I saw in the mirror. I tried to run fast. Connected to this was job uncertainty. I was promoted to be on a team that had an upcoming end date which was not communicated to us. They had nowhere to place us, and because they cut budgets, they cut our commissions to almost nothing. I had become dependent on my commissions, not my source. Bill started piling, and of course I got in my head as to not being a good, good enough mom. All I know was I couldn't go back to where I came from. Not that space. Not again. One day, life changed for me in a major way. I got a phone call from a bill collector that said, your lights are due for disconnection at 5 p.m. I hung up immediately and checked my account. Checking, negative. Savings, 26 cents. In the mirror, brokenhearted, mentally wrecked and financially drained. I snapped. Yep, lost it. My everlasting mind, literally. I ended up in a mental facility Pride and me, we went to war with them people for a whole month in there, while fear and me went to war with myself. I was bucking back at the world. This was crazy. To my corner I ran. This time I decided to talk to God in my corner. I cried out to him. You said you would never leave me nor forsake me. I feel alone, where are you? I need you. I was writing to him and crying to him while I was stuck in those four walls And he finally said, daughter, I never left you. He revealed to me that he was there the whole time. See, I agreed to go on this journey and do it his way because I knew his way would work, not because I had trust and faith in his way. I was getting mad throwing fits and going off because I didn't understand his way. Where was the roses and lilies in the valley? Where was the promises and the desires of my heart? For crying out loud, I'm in a nut house. What kind of promise is this? God eventually gave me comfort and peace through his isolated storm. And I walked away with the commitment to believe in him. Stop running in my corner alone, but running to him and communicating with him on this journey. No visual to what this looks like, just knew I had to talk to God from now on and believe. Time goes on. My life dynamic catapulted from when I got out the hospital. I went from one baby to three babies what in the world? I said I was going to communicate with God on this journey. So that's what I did. I lived in my prayer closet trying to find out what in the world was he thinking. Was this the right move? Was he sure I was able to be a mother of three? I just broke down with one. Did he pick the right candidate for the job? I'm trying to still be married, Lord. You said you would give us the desires of our heart. Just checking in because I don't see how my desire is to be married align with three kids before the man. Are we putting the cart before the horse? What are you doing? I was communicating because I needed clarity. I needed to understand. More times, I was honestly talking at him when I retreated to my corner. But he had a way of shutting me up after I talked his head off. He would answer, but I always wanted details. I wanted to know who, what, when, where, why, and how. He wasn't doing all that, probably because I was talking about his word from what I learned in church, not reading his word. Some info that I didn't have back then. He kept his word, though. I started to see him more and more on this journey. Not just through situations, but everyday thought. The good and the bad. God showed me he had me and my kids after the hospital um, in so many ways. A major one for me was that I didn't work for nine months straight and he carried me. My previous position had ended while I was in the hospital and they offered me a financial package. I didn't have to ask for a dollar or beg or worry. He made it all happen. I was making it. I spent this time learning my kids inside and out, building bonds with each of them. It was me and my three against the world. I didn't need a man. I had my babies. I was good. Then life did what it does best and hit. Custody battles started arising for me and my boys. Why now, Lord? We had been together for well over a year, and we we were bonded. What is going on? These are my babies. I can't go through this. Panic started to arise. Fear and pride had a few conversations with me as well. They reminded me how far we had come and where we were not about to go back to. They showed me a glimpse of the lonely road and how I wasn't alone with my babies. They were my comfort and my joy, so losing them was not an option. This time, my motherhood car was hit harder than ever social service, and other parties were involved. I was told I wasn't old enough to care for teenagers. At this time, I was 27. I heard things in a mediation setting like, they will never respect her. She's too young. Didn't she have a nervous breakdown before with one? I heard pride and fear 10 times louder than I heard God. I checked in with him and talked to him about everything, but I was listening to what I wasn't listening to what he told me, I was listening to my plan. I took the will. I went into my lab and I started mixing in the kitchen. God needed a little help. Faith without works is dead, so I went to work because I was not about to die. I got two jobs for several months, working over 80 hours a week. I was running off coffee, at least 10 cups from sunup to sundown, and in meds I became dis- um depending on from the mental hospital. I had a goal and I wasn't going to sleep or rest until I met it. I had to get enough money to move into a bigger apartment and to prove that I could care for my babies with no help. I was on a hamster wheel. Government assistance was cut, no food stamps, I never received a check for my kids, no handouts, just me on my grind. I would run to my corner, check in with God, make sure he knew the steps of the plan, pray, and head back out on a mission. I sold everything in my house to make sure my babies took care of. I took took myself through coupon classes on YouTube University because I was not going to be without, at least not to where anybody knew. So through this struggle, I ran and I ran on a hamster wheel until my breakthrough came. Yes, the breakthrough came, and life was good, and my boys was in the three-bedroom. The case was closed, not completely in my favor, but closed, and we had plenty of food stocked up. I was able to go down to one job, and I could breathe. Life was good. I ran back to my corner. Nothing bad was happening. I just needed a break, so I retreated to my corner, a little mental vacation. Went to talk to God with open ears this time. Tell him we made it and enjoy some time with him. Nope. Got in my corner talking, and when he spoke back, he said, Are you tired yet? What in the world kind of question was this? God showed me how I communicated with him along my process, but I still didn't trust him. Trust trust is valuable in our relationship. I didn't realize this part of the situation was the same moment in the mirror with a different outfit. Committed to trusting in God. What does that look like? I'm still in church regularly going and being active, but God showed me to trust him. I needed to go deeper. I'm now asking what things look like and waiting for the answers. So when he answered me, I was not ready. I told y'all I'd go on my corner. That's my safe space. I like my comfort zones. Safe spaces are the thing for me. So switching churches was not what I called a comfort move. Neither was getting off all my meds cold turkey and trusting in him to handle my anxiety and a- my anxiety attacks and stressors. He showed me that at this stage, what, I, what, what could I lose? So I made the step of trust in his will and walked out of my comfort zone and through the doors of Ayers Christian Center Church. Okay, that sounded good, but I didn't walk that smooth. As a matter of fact, I think I fell in the doors in a panic. I was scared, nervous, and had no clue what I was getting in, myself into. At my old church, we spoke highly about knowledge of God. And I could talk about stuff in the Bible all the time. But I had a strong desire to, a desire to get wisdom. How do I apply this stuff that I talk about from the Bible to my life? I needed order in my life, and it was important. All I knew was no, knowledge wasn't enough. But in my mind... Wisdom would make sure I didn't go through none of them bumps in the road again. Not. So here we go. My baby started malfunctioning. My kids were getting older, and I'm having parent battle after parent battle left and right. My kids were going through what I know as what I know now as typical teenage and young youngest child syndrome. This was all magnified to me on a hundredth power. I could not be seen as a bad mother. Pride would rise up when anyone questioned anything about my parenting. It still does sometimes, by default. But to me, Pride wasn't hanging around like she used to on a regular. But she would show up when defense was needed on my behalf. And definitely in a case of being a mother. I mean, you understand, right? I just had battle after battle, left and right. I was not about to go back. At least that's what Miss Pride said. Fear told me, you have to have control over your kids because if they get out of control, you could lose them. So I was running around looking for wisdom, the application of knowledge on how to control my kids. I didn't say this was supposed to make sense. You might be a little lost in the story at this point. Good, because I sure was lost in my life at this time. I can't do it on my own. I need God. But with God, I look weak, and I can't look like that because any sign of weakness, the enemy could creep in and take my babies. Keep in mind, I'm the one making sense of God's way. I can't find any peace on the job. I have been there for a while and felt stuck. What did I go to school for? This is not what I signed up for, Lord, Everyone around me is in a new place, looks successful, and I'm taking calls, still selling products I don't even want myself. No validation for who I was in my motherhood, in my personal life, nor in my finances. I thought I was holding it together, but I was really panicking and falling apart. I couldn't mask life like I used to from these people of God. This was a whole new ball game for me, and I'm not a fan of baseball. I thought in my mind I was seeking God's wisdom. When I was running, looking for confirmations and validations to problems, but that wasn't God. That was me making sense of what trusting him looked like. One plus one equals two, right? Not in God's book. For all I know, he can make one plus five equal two, and I had to be okay with that. I'm an heir now, and by this time, I'm learning what that looks like. All I know is, I'm surrounded by great people and they got God. They happy, they blessed, and it looks like success to me, so I have to be successful. I have to represent, I have to look like an heir, not a bum who looks like a circus show when her kid's not in line. I have to look like it without being in a corner alone, breaking down completely, or putting my hands on it without God. Side note, this is definitely not what being an heir requires or what the expectations are to be an heir. This is just Phoenicia's thoughts on her own life and where her mind was at the time. That's a personal disclaimer. Back to the story. To the corner I go. This time, I was more like a rat on a mission. I would come get a nugget, some cheese from God's house every chance I could. I mean, I love church, so I wasn't about to miss a moment to be here, and then back to the corner. To to store up my nuggets and wait on the big move. My corner was my hiding place because I couldn't hold it together on my own. I didn't have all the pieces to the puzzle yet to move, so it was me and God in the corner together, just praying and waiting. After a while, I got a little impatient, so my default crept in and I started to worry. He wasn't making sense of my nuggets with his instructions, and I wasn't about to make life moves without him, so I was stuck in a corner again. Eventually a breakthrough, God moves started taking place. New position, kids calming down, life is moving, I'm going with the flow, he calls me deeper. Because we not just talking during situations, we talking all the time now, daily, on a regular. We have a relationship. The thing I long for and beg for, I have it. And life hits, 2019, 2020 style. I lost my job back in November. Pride stopped by to say hello around this time. I was like, how did I get here? I had never been fired from anywhere. I was always on the top of my work game with promotions and accolades. So how did this happen? Pastor Keith told me I should have moved when God told me to move in my last season, but fear had me by the bootstraps. I didn't make one move without double, triple confirmation from God. A loss of a job turned into a pandemic. No new jobs in sight for me. I was running my business and by April, that was it. Business suffered due to COVID. Are you serious, God? So now my finances are tried once again. I'm not working. Unemployment case was prolonged for many months and it was not looking favorable for me. My parenting was being tried once again, but not like I'm being threatened to lose them or anything like that, they're not even malfunctioning, but they are growing up. I didn't realize how dependent I am on my kids. We are all really close, but knowing that I have one going to college around the corner soon, my sidekick that does everything with me now prefers the cupcake on the phone a little more than he does things with mommy, and my baby boy, the one who once thought that everything that I said was golden, now has a mind of his own and challenges everything I say. You can't tell him nothing. This was cutting me deeper than I thought possible. At this point, I felt broke and alone. See, I had seen situations in the mirror time and time again, but I never saw self, me, in the raw. Before this time, I wasn't calling fear by her name, nor pride. Prior to this, I recognized the background in the image. I paid attention to what I saw behind me, but never did I really become face to face with self. When I saw me, I was kinda shocked. Pride was clear as day. She took her wig off and did not condition her natural hair. Side note, God gave me the example of wigs because underneath, I actually have really pretty hair. But it's thin in the middle, and I hate that. So I cover it up with wigs so I can look how I want, when I want. And that's what pride does, covers things up. Fear was just as clear. She said, bye-bye, pretty eyeshadow and cute lipstick. Here you are, unglammed. Side note, he showed me eyeshadows because eyes tell all. They speak the cries of our hearts sometimes. I love my eyeshadows, you know, bold and make them pop. Boldness does not speak when fear is there. So I hid the fear that I had with my eyeshadow. I have been so clouded by these two for years. I took them on my journey and they rained havoc every chance I gave them. I had images of myself that were not truly authentic because I saw in the mirror, because what I saw in the mirror was dolled up and misleading. Every time I was in the mirror, I saw these situations. I was either scared to lose my money, not have enough money, or prideful about positions and money. Same thing with parenting. I was either fearful or prideful of being a parent, what I look like as a parent, or losing what was close to me, which is my three babies. Just plain scared of not being enough ran to my corner with all this going on and with constant revelation, I was overwhelmed. I went in my corner different this time. When you know better, you do better. I do not like to repeat failures. I really try to learn from my mistakes, so I do not like to repeat the things, especially those that lead to bad outcomes. God showed me that I'm not repeating, but I'm simply using tools for my journey. My friend, Charmaine, Um, popped in my head during this time as she always talks about your toolbox and it's equipped with what you have acquired along your journey. So I was ready. I had so many nuggets stored up that I had collected from prior seasons and he was bringing them out. I didn't want to break down and be depressed so I was trying not to cry or look weak but I heard Zips say stretch out before the Lord and cry out. Pour it all out to him. I heard the scripture about the tears in the bottle. Pastor Mel had got real passionate about that scripture one time. And I began to cry like never before. This cry led me to popping scriptures this time, not prescriptions. I went in my corner and read and read and read and read. He begun a good work in me. We'll perform it until the day of Jesus Christ. Oh, he not finished with me yet. I had to go in my corner. Not to tell God what I'm going to do and make my own plans, but to ask him and get instructions. Not my will, but thy will, Lord. And of course, he did not put the puzzle together for me and make everything line up in sequential order. All the pieces were out of order. At this moment, I had to trust his will and his way. I had to trust in the Lord with all my heart and lean not to my own understanding, but in all my ways acknowledge him and know that he was going to light my path. God used Siobhan one day to give me a hard revelation, and it had resulted in me in a straitjacket. This revelation and picture came to mind while I was in my corner, and I had to remember where I had once been with straitjackets. Immediately, I had to recall his word. God has not given us the spirit of fear but a power of love and a sound mind. I have a sound mind in this situation that looks like a crisis. I am going to make it through. A big one for me in my corner was not being stuck. I heard Pastor Mel every day saying, get to the tree, baby. Just get to the tree, baby. Don't be stuck. I saw Marcus saying, take that step, the next step, the next step. I didn't understand what that looked like when Marcus had once gave me that nugget. But Pastor Mel drew the picture for me real clear. Take God in every moment. Check in with him in every moment cast every care in that moment. Our relationship went from a day to day to a minute by minute. Side note, when I was clouded in fear and pride, I didn't always hear the ones that loved me giving me these nuggets and valuable life lessons at that time. (laughs) But I promise you all they were stored up and are definitely coming out as needed. (laughs) Back to the story. Stella came to mind when I thought about my finances this time. The opposite of someone being prideful is someone being vulnerable. And Stella showed me what vulnerability looks like in this area. A sister wasn't trying to do it, but I broke. Doing it on my own wasn't an option, and God used Ed to show me what favor looked like from a whole different perspective. I had favor and was blessed with a new job that was practically sat in my lap. Connections are real, but God connections are even realer. Each and everyone that has poured into me somewhere through this fight, your words came out. I didn't go through this process with ease and I had small moments of doubt, but I got through. Not just my normal got through, but I came out on top. The Lord blessed this journey exceedingly abundantly above all that I could have asked or thought of. New job, all bills paid up and up to date. Even that $604 light bill that I acquired that was three months behind, it should have been cut off. Car paid off completely, moving money in place. I couldn't have asked for a better outcome. This position I'm walking into is the exact position I started off. You know, this job position. Telling you guys about in 2013, I'm standing in the same spot, but I'm grateful that I'm here because it looks so different. The setup is different. I'm humble. I appreciate where I'm, where I'm at. This journey was real up to this point. I was in a boxing ring with life, time and time again. I was hit with a left hook, right hook, uppercut combination many times, and sometimes got a KO. I was constantly tested in four areas. My motherhood, my finances, my worth, value, and faith. This won't be the last time I see these things in the mirror but God gave me new representation of how I see them. My wigs won't cover up what I don't like, but will be a new me, a new level of confidence in him. Eyeshadow won't be in place to hide God's design, but to enhance and brighten up his greatness. The next time I see this image or this situation in the mirror, I will see the value because I'll be looking with my faith lenses, not my blind eyes. Thank you.